Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the service of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, or maybe you're like me, you play in a band, you gotta send your t-shirts out to your 20 followers. Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment and within minutes you're up and running printing official postage for any letter any package anywhere you want to send try to say that five times fast and you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from usps and ups once your mail is ready just schedule a pickup or drop it off no traffic no lines cut the confusion out of shipping with stamps.com's new rate advisor tool you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option save time and money with stamps.com there is no risk and with my promo code pod you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in pod that's stamps.com promo code pod stamps.com never go to the post office again thank god Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 194, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your week going? How the hell was your weekend? Uh, Coming out a little late with this podcast, it's supposed to be done on Sunday night, and I just didn't get around to it. I had such a great weekend. I had so much fun, so much football to watch, so much music to play. You know, uh, it was just a great time. Chris, we know you had a great time over the weekend. The whole neighborhood knows you had a great time over the weekend. Uh, Dude, I got a problem, man. I got a little bit of a problem. I don't think it's a problem. But apparently, you know, one of my best friends and and my fiance came came to me about this uh, at different points of time. And basically, like, you know, I kind of like loud, fast intense, aggressive music, you know? Um, and I don't think most people mind most of the time, you know, if they walk by my apartment, I'm playing some, you know, whatever power trip. I'm playing some between the berry to me, whatever, you know? And my fiance is like, do you think people think we're devil worshipers? Because when they walk by or, you know, like our neighbors and they hear this kind of music, do you, you know, do you think they think we worship the devil? And I was like, they probably do. Just because, you know, that's just kind of how you you put people like me in a category. You know, you're like, he listens to that music, therefore, you know, he worships the devil. Which okay, couldn't be further from the truth. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. It's just loud, fast, aggressive music. And, you know, my friend was talking about it too. He's like, dude, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, every morning you roll up to work, you're just blaring this crazy fucking loud music and for me i mean that gets me pumped in the morning i am not a morning person i hate being awake in the morning i would sleep until noon every day if i had a job that let me do that i hate the morning um so this is my way of um you know just getting pumped up in the morning to go to work you know i gotta amp myself up i'm not getting any younger people my body i'm starting to feel the aches and the pains you know but it's, uh, you know, it's all mental, isn't it? <laughs> it's a, that's what they'll tell you anyway. It's all in the mind, Chris. 
It's all in your head. Oh, it feels pretty fucking physical. I got to tell you that much. My knees, they're hoiting. Uh, but anyways, great weekend, man. Great, great weekend of football. We'll, we'll get into some football later. This is probably going to be a sports-heavy podcast. Uh, just for the fact, I mean, that's all it was all weekend. That's all I did. I watched sports. Uh, did some recording, like I said, with the band cashing in. And those are turning out, dude, I'm so excited to release these guys, uh, uh, these, these tracks. Um, you know, what, what do we have? Four tracks coming out. We got four tracks coming out and they're probably about, uh, I don't know. I'd say we're 80% done with the entire process. And, and if you don't know how it works, this is how it works. And it's, you know, fairly easy if you're the drummer, if you're someone like me, like I'm not back there pushing buttons, you know, I'm asking the vocalist to push the buttons while I'm playing drums, uh, just because he knows what the fuck he's doing, dude. I'm lost in the computer. Like I, I got the basics when he's like, here, you just, you know, rewind and hear what you want to hear. And you know, I got that down, but as far as editing and all this crazy shit you have to do, dude, it's insane, man. That's why there's so many artists these days. And I, I'm realizing this now, just using this computer program that he's using, which I, I don't know the name of. So sorry about that. If you're techie, I, I couldn't point you in the right direction. Uh, if you're techie, you'd probably love this fucking thing, dude. You can do any, you don't even have to be a musician anymore. That's what it's boiling down to. You can literally play something a measure at a time and, and make a complete song out of it and just patch it all together. You know, or you can extend out the part, copy and paste. There's, it's just endless, dude. It blows my mind. I am of the mindset that when I go in there, I want to record the parts that I've been practicing 100%, one take, tempo changes included. And that, that's usually what I tr strive to, to, to achieve in the studio. Uh, so we got four tracks coming out. We do have a show coming up uh, that I haven't even mentioned, dude. I've got so bad about uh, promoting these shows. Uh, October 22nd, that is one week and one, two, three, four days. It's on a Friday. Denton, Texas at Killer's Tacos. My band cashing in will be playing. Uh, just show up. Just eat some tacos. You know, have a good time. I'm sure they serve beer there. You have to be crazy not to serve beer there, right? Oh, speaking of beer, uh, what am I drinking tonight? I am drinking a Truly Seltzer. I got three of them here with me. Um, I'm swearing off at this point in the year. I'm swearing off liquor, man. It's just, you know, it's not making me feel good. <laughs> it's, you know, I wake up the next morning after doing this podcast and I've had some whiskey and I'm just like, oh man, you know, I just, I wish I didn't. I'm just extra tired the next day, you know? Uh, so I'm sticking with the seltzers. They're light. Other than all the bubbly, that's what I'm drinking tonight. If you have them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. I got to talk about my addiction to coffee, too, man. Uh, loud music in the morning and, and coffee. Those are my two things. And coffee is just so much worse, man. I, I finally went to the store. I finally did the smart thing. You know, they always told you growing up, it's cheaper to buy it at the store and make it at home then, you know, spending the money at the gas station every day. And it's so true. So I went to the store and I got this amazing iced black coffee. It's like, I don't know. 
Arabian coffee, possibly. I don't know. Uh, but it's really fucking good. So I bought this iced coffee. I, I bought this other creamer and I'm starting to make every morning, you know, I have my coffee just ready for me, ready to go. It's right there in the fridge. I love iced coffee, by the way, because you can drink it faster. I think that's why, you know, hot coffee, you kind of got to sip on a little bit so you don't, you know, burn yourself or whatever. But iced coffee is, is the go-to, man. I, uh, I love it. So, so I, I finally did the smart route and I finally just bought, you know, the coffee in bulk. So I'm not going to 7-Eleven every two seconds to get it. Dude, think about it this way. <coughs> a, a, a Starbucks coffee, canned iced coffee at 7-Eleven is like three bucks. And that whole, this giant container of black, uh, Arabic coffee is eight bucks. You buy two coffees and you're you're over halfway there. You buy two canned coffees, you're over halfway there. So basically what I'm saying is I've saved a ton of money by doing it myself. I'm not brewing the coffee or anything, but you know, I'm I'm doing the second best thing. It would be cheaper to just buy coffee grounds and do it that way, right? You get a lot more out of it. But you know, I don't have time in the morning. Like I mentioned earlier with the loud music, everybody giving me shit. You know, I, I'm listening to the loud music to pump my mind up and I'm drinking the coffee to pump, I guess, my body up, you know, that starts making your heart beat really fast. Uh, and I've noticed too, dude, I kind of had this stress like Saturday mornings, you know, you work all week, everybody's working for the weekend, you get to Friday, you, you do your thing, you let the kids stay up late, you're watching TV, you're listening to music, you're having a good time. You fall asleep and Saturday morning comes and it was always... A battle with me. It was always a struggle in my mind, you know, to to be like, all right, babe, I, I I need to run up to the store and get a coffee real quick so I can start my day. That whole step completely eliminated. Clean clean glass, iced black coffee, creamer. Boom! I'm ready to go, dude. I'm happy as a clam in the morning now. I am happy as a damn clam. Um. And who would have thought? And I'm thinking about it. I'm kind of laughing at myself. I'm like, dude, I've been just a grump every Saturday morning until I started this new plan. I've just been a grump to everybody, you know, because I didn't have my coffee. It's really a problem. And it, it's kind of strange. There's some weekends I can go without drinking any coffee and I'm okay. I kind of get the headache, you know, first day in. But usually by Sunday, I'm cleared up and I'm good to go. And I'm like, all right, Monday, don't drink any coffee. Don't blast yourself. You got to reset your body, blah, blah, blah. And what do I end up doing? Uh, I end up going to get coffee um, and just blasting myself with caffeine all day, which isn't good. You know, I had a friend years ago that's having trouble sleeping, you know, and it's like, well, dude, you know, like I'm around you all day, you know, how much coffee are you drinking all day? He's like, probably a whole pot, you know, and this is afternoon, one o'clock, two o'clock. I'm like, dude, that's your problem right there. That and cigarettes. I, I can say personally, when I was smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee, dude, I couldn't sleep worth a shit. My arms were going numb randomly. It's just shutting down your body. You know, and I know a little bit of coffees. They they say it's a healthy thing these days, but I, I don't know for sure. It's really hard to say. All I know is that I have it now, and I've been the happiest I've been uh, in a good while, like on a Saturday morning. You know, I can wake up a lot faster, get my day started a lot faster. So let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. So we got to talk about uh, the De Deontay Wilder 
uh, Tyson Fury fight, man. I actually did. I didn't get to see the whole thing. I saw the highlights on YouTube before they they took them all down. But it was a fantastic fight. This is number three. I think uh, Wilder won the first one by decision, I, I believe. Fury Wilder number two. Fury wins by TKO, I believe. And this third fight... Fury wins by knockout. Just straight up knocked him out. And, and I got to say, you know, like a lot of people don't like Deontay Wilder. And, you know, I, I get it. Like a boxing purist, you're not going to like him. Because he's just kind of a wild, unorthodox, you know, very athletic human being. And just a giant, a monster of a man too, by the way. And, and Tyson Fury makes him look small. That's what's insane. Tyson Fury is a mountain of a fucking man. Uh, but, man, I, I really like Deontay Wilder. I read something about him uh, earlier today. He, you know, he, It's just him raising his daughter, apparently. This is what the meme said. You can correct me if this is bullshit. I kind of hope it is bullshit so you're all laughing at me right now. Because I'm like, it pulled at my heartstrings and now I can't stop thinking about it. But anyways, Wilder, you know, is raising his daughter by himself. Decides to become a fighter. Says, I'm going to be the champion of the world. Becomes champion of the world eventually one day. And, and you know, helps take care of his daughter. I think his daughter has uh, some, maybe not a disability. I, I don't know what she has. She needed special treatment for something. But basically... He took up fighting to pay for that special treatment, you know, to to obviously take care of his his flesh and blood, his daughter, which is an amazing story, man. You gotta applaud that. Any man that will take a, you know, an ass whooping to save their kid, and you know, and and Wilder handed out the ass whoopings there for a long time. Uh, there's just something different about Tyson Fury, man. He's just a big mountain of a man, and he's just. He's just different, bro. I've never seen such a big guy with such stamina. I'm watching like round seven. I'm watching like round eight, round nine. I'm like, this guy is still, this guy is just now starting to, you know, press Wilder. He kind of did, you know, maybe not necessarily the rope-a-dope, the, the Muhammad Ali or whatever, George Foreman. He didn't do that to him, but man, you could tell Wilder came out there ready to knock him out in four rounds. And he was going to call it a night. He didn't have much gas after round five. And it's just, you know, it took a toll on him eventually. And I'll say this much too, you know, for everything good I said for Deontay Wilder, j just imagine if he would would have done proper technique. Or maybe, I don't know how old the guy is, but if he's going to keep fighting, just work on that technique. Because I'm telling you, dude, there's a reason Fury... Uh, pretty much took it to him in all three fights. I think, yeah, the only one he lost was the first one, and he hasn't lost one against uh, Wilder since. But there's something to be said about the technique, and I think this is in all walks of life. Like drumming, if you're a drummer like me, if you're a boxer, if you're a soccer player, if you're a, I don't know, a pool player, or, a, you know, you throw darts for a living, it's all about the technique. That's what it boils down to. Because if you look at Tyson Fury and the punches he's throwing, it really doesn't look like he's throwing hard. You know, he's got proper technique when he's throwing his punches. You can tell there's some, 
you know, some bad intentions behind him. Like just the look on Fury's face as he's tagging Wilder, you know, you can tell there's some bad intentions, but the, but the technique is pure. And that's why he doesn't have to throw. Like you watch Deontay Wilder wind up to throw a punch. It's all the way behind his fucking head. You know what I mean? Way back here. Just, you know, and for another boxer, a professional boxer, that might be a little bit easy uh, to see coming. That's called telegraphing your punches. Uh, but y you watch Fury throw punches, and it just it looks soft and seamless. But, dude, I bet it doesn't feel soft and seamless. I bet it feels seamless, but I bet it doesn't feel soft. Um, and there's proof that it doesn't feel soft by Wilder laying on the canvas uh, at the end of the fight. But you know what, man? Kudos to both of them. I'll take a drink to both of them because they got a lot of balls to say. How fucking huge is Fury? L listen to this. Let's see the tail of the tape. That's a big motherfucker. Okay, uh, Deontay Wilder, 33. So I'm going to say Wilder's first and then Fury's stats second. Just because that's how they have it on this page. Okay, so Deontay Wilder, 33. Fury, 30. I didn't know he was younger. Uh, Wild, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Wilder, 6'7". Fury 6-9. Those are two big motherfuckers. Uh, weight, Wilder 220. Fury 257. That's that's a big dude. How, how can someone that big move that well? I mean, I guess good luck hitting him in the head, right? And if you're my height, if you're 5'10", you better throw a fucking rock up there to hit him. And he'll probably dodge that shit too. If you can dodge a rock, you can dodge a fist. Uh, reach 83 Wilder, 85 Fury, uh, debut. Nobody cares about that net worth. Uh, Wilder 12.3, Fury 14. Um, heavyweight boxing ranking, Wilder second, uh, Fury's fifth. But dude, that's a big dude. 6'9, 257 pounds. And people were making such a big deal about Fury having 40 pounds on Wilder. And the fight, it's like, well, once you get to a certain, and once you're a heavyweight, you're just heavy. It doesn't, you can be 350 pounds. You're a heavyweight. You're going to get in there with a 200 pound dude. And, and Fury knows how to use that body weight, his mass, how big he is to just keep leaning and, and tying up while they're frustrating him, wearing him out, dude. Could you imagine having a 6'9", 257 pound gorilla just leaning on you for 12 rounds like get off me dude like i can't move get off me <laughs> but he smothered him man he's he, he finally you know he smothered him i think that's the end of uh those two fighting that's gotta be the end uh fury's won two out of three he's not gonna give him another shot and, and fury is confident as fuck man i was watching so many like pre uh pre-fight interviews you know they have Wilder and a mediator and Fury sitting down at a table and they're just, you know, talking trash to each other. And Fury's like, I can tell by what you're saying, you're not going to beat me. Any man that has to do that or say that is already beat. You're already beat. And dude, it's just fucking great. A great matchup. I wish I would have watched live the first two. 
Um, which I didn't, and I actually didn't watch the third one live, but I did catch all the highlights, and it was a fucking great fight. So, uh, cheers to both of those guys. A couple of warriors, dude. Great match. A fucking dog barking back here. Uh, moving on. We got a lot of football to talk about, man. Um... It's getting crazy. Let's go ahead and talk college football. There was a couple of crazy uh, games that happened uh, over the weekend, which one of them, I haven't said this all season, um, but you guys know from the past, college football has not been my thing until recent years. I just started watching the national championship like two years ago, and I fell in love. It was an absolutely great game. Uh, the next year I watched it, absolutely great game again. Uh, so I'm I'm hooked on college football, and I'll tell you what I've been doing. I've been bouncing around from team to team. I went uh, Ohio, I think, one season. I went Alabama another season. Um, the last two seasons, I've been OU. This season included. I am going OU, Oklahoma Sooners, all the way. And the Red River Shootout, dude, um, Saturday. Oh, my God. Oh my God, I watched the highlights today, and uh, dude, Texas came out fire, and, I, and let me just say this right off the bat, I am from Texas, uh, my whole family, all my friends love UT, and the I have no affiliation to the Longhorns or UT, I love the colors, the white and the like burnt orange, I love the colors, I don't hate the team, but I have no affiliation I didn't go to UT. I don't know anybody who went to UT. Like, for me to just randomly, I mean, pick UT to be my team forever and ever seems kind of weird to me because it's college. Now, NFL, you guys know how I, how I feel about the Cowboys, my one and only. Uh, so my team this year is OU, and I'm, I'm kind of scoreboard watching. This is while I'm recording on Saturday. I'm doing some recording stuff. And I'm scoreboard watching the OU Texas game, and I'm just like, "Fuck!" There goes OU's perfect record. I think they were five and zero at the time, uh, maybe four and zero. Yeah, they were four and zero, and I think uh, UT was three and one. Some shit like it's early on in the season, and Texas comes out hot, dude. They're running the ball. They're making it. They're dude in the first half alone. There were three unbelievable catches. I can't believe. A, UT's quarterback has an arm like that. And B, how the fuck did the receivers catch those passes? It was amazing. Completely amazing. So, you know, OU puts their, digs their heels in. And they start fighting back. And they come back. Dude, I, it was a ridiculous score. It was like 50-something of fucking 40. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. But it was, you wanted to, the, the proper name for that is the Red River Shootout, and they shot out, man. Uh, OU coming out on top. I even texted my buddy. I'm like, it's not looking so good. And he texted me after the game. He was like, what What did that last text say? And I was like, dude, I can't believe they pulled. What a game. What a game. And they did what every great team did, OU did. Uh, they hung in there. They kicked their field goals when they could get it. You know, it's disappointing not to come away with the touchdown. And the, the game-winning touchdown with time expiring, you know, OU's just trying to get closer in the field goal range, you know, for their kicker. So they can just win by three, and, and the running back just breaks loose for six. 
uh, game over. I think they had three. Said they kicked the extra point. They, uh, UT had three seconds on a on a kickoff to hopefully run it all the way down the field and tie. You know, and it, it didn't happen. It was a great fucking game, man. Uh, the other one I haven't watched highlights for. This is a wild upset I just found out about today. A&M over top-ranked Alabama. My team from a couple of years ago got beat by Texas A&M. Uh, unranked Texas A&M, by the way. Uh, that's so impressive, dude. That's so impressive to beat Texas A&M and beat a team like that. A prestigious, you know... That dude, they're just like they're in the mix every year. This isn't a team you're just gonna walk in and and beat up, you know. Uh, so great games, dude. I I'm taking a drink to that. That was fucking, uh, it's fucking amazing, dude. Even though I didn't get to see everything, you know, um, mostly what I watched was Sunday the Cowboys game. But uh, just going back and seeing the highlights, fucking amazing college football this weekend. I'm I'm pumped for next weekend. Who's OU got next? I want to know that much. And, dude, you know what? I'll tell you this. I remember going to those Red River shootouts, you know, and everybody would party and, you know, drinking. Bars are open. I think we used to go to the West End for the, the big parade or whatever. And at the time, I had an orange, like a burnt orange Kia car. And, I, you know, even back then, I was like, yeah, okay, I guess go UT. Go. I don't care. I don't care who wins this game. I'm just here for the bar and the girls. That's that's the only reason. I didn't. I don't give a shit about college football. I didn't give a shit about college football till a couple of years ago. So I just would go down there every year, you know, and just have a good time, drink, and hang out with friends and stuff, and try to talk to girls, and you know, all this and that. And I remember I had this burnt orange Kia. And I, you know, drove my, me and a couple of friends down there, parked it, went to the bars, did our thing for the night, come back. And there's just, my car is destroyed. It's not like, you know, my tires are still good. My windows are still intact. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like eggs and fucking shaving cream and anything they could find to throw on my car. You know, I guess a bunch of Oklahoma fans walked by and just trashed my car and I'm like, dude, I don't even care about who wins. My car just happens to be this color because I, I, I mean, it, I happen to like this color. It has nothing to do with the game, but I parked it in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the, yeah, they trashed my car. It was like, ah, oh, well, fuck, you know, you got an orange car down here. What do you expect? Uh, but anyways, yeah, great, great college football this weekend, man. Uh, the, the other thing we got to talk about, uh, oh, dude, kicking. We got to talk about kicking in the NFL. I will put out a warning uh, to all the NFL teams. Beware of the kicking game this season, dude. There is something in the air. Something is off. Something is different. Kickers are missing this season. Like routine shit that should just be like, all right, we got that. No, they're missing. Our, our guy, Zerline, week one against the Tom Brady, Tom Brady's, Tampa Bay Brady's. What did I hear the other day? The Tom... Tommy Bay Buccaneers or some shit, the Tampa, Tampa Brady Bucks or whatever the fuck you want to call them. <coughs> but anyways, Zerline missed a total of four points in week one. That was enough to, to win the game. We lost by two. Uh, just, you know, I've been watching these highlights and stuff this season. Kickers are, I had something weird, man. I'm telling you, if, if, if you're out there and you're a kicker, <laughs> 
in the NFL. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say, but it just, it seems weird. It seems like something's going around this season because routine shit's getting missed. Don't, don't trust the kicking game. That's, that's my philosophy anyway this year. So on to the Cowboys game against the hated New York Giants, division rival New York Giants. A little bit of a fight broke out there at one point in the game. Uh, the the dude that punched our guy, you know, he already came out today and apologized or whatever. Was, you know, in the heat of the moment, whatever. And dude, he missed him when he dude he had a second. You saw it in slow motion. the The dude on the giant, I forget his name. I think he's a rookie too. He's like pulling, tightening his glove, and you know, to get ready to punch this guy. And then he swings at our guy, and it just grazes his helmet. And by the end of it, his like his fist is like behind the guy's head that he was trying to punch. And it's like, dude, if you're going to throw a punch, you got to at least throw a good, like he's probably going to sit out a game and he didn't, he just grazed the guy's helmet, at least hit him on the side of the helmet, you know, make it, make a loud crack or something. You're going to get suspended for that. Uh, the, the shittiest punch I've ever seen. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, but anyways, yeah, my Cowboys, dude, my Cowboys are looking fucking phenomenal right now. Uh, Diggs, it looks unstoppable. Uh, just Dak is planting his feet when he's throwing. He's hitting, uh, you know, CD. Him and CD Lamb have something going on because they are fucking tearing it up. I didn't like the handoff, though. I will say that. I didn't like the handoff to CD Lamb to run it up the middle. That's a little bit scary. He's not a running back. He's not a Zeke Elliott, so... Don't do that and get him hurt. That seems a little scary. Like him taking kickoffs even. I'm like, don't do that. Why? We need that guy. You realize that, right? We need him. Amari Cooper is not going to be enough by himself. So to put C.D. Lamb in that kind of position to, you know, take that kind of punishment off of a kickoff or, you know, a handoff just seems silly. Seems a little too risky for, you know, if we want to keep everybody healthy anyway. You know, so uh, anyways, great game, uh, Dallas Cowboys. We're sitting the the top of our division, uh, I think, overall, in the NFL overall. It might just be, you know, us and a couple of other teams there at the top. Uh, but we're turning it on, man. We're turning it on. I, I just, I can't believe this is the same team from last season. You know, of course, Dak was out, so that changed things a little bit. I'm sure that changed the playbook, but now that we got everybody... We're doing our thing. We released Jalen Smith, which I was a little upset about. And then I went on Twitter and I saw everybody exposing Jalen Smith for his inability to run left and tackle someone if they run to his left. <laughs> you know, he's got a weak side or whatever. Um, and it seemed like we didn't skip. I, it actually seemed like we improved now that Jalen Smith isn't here anymore. And I'm not actually sure why he got released from the team. I don't know if it was drama or they're just like, look, we got a lot of people at this position. You know, we, you can't turn left. What is that thing in Zoolander? I'm not an ambi-turner. <laughs> Jalen Smith definitely isn't an ambi-turner. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's gone now. And, the you know, Cowboys just kept rolling, man. Kept rolling. I've never, two weeks in a row, we scored 40 points. I'm telling you guys, fellow Cowboys fans, there's something in this Mike McCarthy guy. You remember him giving us so much shit back in the day with Green Bay. You remember that? He was, oh, his team was always tough. 
Granted, he had Aaron Rodgers, and that does help. Even though I hate that dick sucker. Um, <laughs> old chin strap. But, uh, yeah, there's something in this Mike McCarthy guy. I'm, I'm loving it, dude. He's, he's fucking crushing it. So, uh, what else did I have to talk about? I think that was it for the week, man. I, I, I'm going to finish this thing off real quick. Call it a night. Thank you guys for listening. Episode number 194, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. Oh, by the way, I got this email that I totally glazed over, uh, like a month ago, apparently, according to Apple Podcasts and uh, in the category of improv comedy, which this that's where you'll find this podcast uh, for whatever reason. I, you know, there are set things I am talking about in this podcast, but there's, you know, a lot of things I don't, I, I am improving a lot of this. I don't know where this, I'm, it's like a dog chasing its tail. I don't know what's going to happen when I catch my tail. But uh, anyways, so apparently Drink It Till You Podcast is number one in the improv comedy on Apple Podcast in Fiji. Can you believe that? People vacationing and in this beautiful paradise listening to my dumbass voice talk about boxing, <laughs> my limited boxing knowledge, my limited football knowledge, you know, and number one in the improv comedy uh, class in Fiji. That's unbelievable. And I looked it up. How many people do you think Fiji has? I'll give you a second to guess. Yeah, you're probably wrong. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed. They almost have a million people in Fiji, which is unbelievable. So if there's any Fijians listening, is that the proper term for you? Fijians? Fijians? No, that doesn't sound right. Fijians? If there's any Fijians out there listening, cheers. Thank you, guys. All right, I'm going to down this real quick. Cheers, everybody. Oh, all the bubbles. They hurt. All right, guys. That's going to do it for me. I will talk to you guys on Sunday since I was late. Oh, excuse me, for last week. Uh, be safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. I love you all. I will talk to you. Uh, Sunday this week. Bye.